Today's podcast is brought to you in part by Freshen Up Energy. Listen, y'all know I'm a busy guy, and sometimes I need a bit of a boost, which is why I turn to Freshen Up Energy. With 100 milligrams of caffeine derived from coffee beans, vitamins B, C, and D, and zero sugar, Freshen Up has become my new go-to for getting things done. But hey, if you're new and want to try it yourself before getting a 30-serving dub, get yourself the four-star tube set with flavors such as blue raspberry, cherry blossom, more cherry, and freedom berry to see which one you like the most. With 15 flavors now and more on the way, I'm sure you'll find the one you love soon. And don't forget to use promo code PLUMES10 at checkout to save 10% your order. And hey, if we get enough out there, maybe we'll even see a Plumes-themed flavor in the near future. Thinking something like Over the Moon for the name. But that promo code again is PLUMES10, and thank you to Freshen Up Energy for helping me bring this show to you. Without further ado, let's begin the episode. Welcome to Bloomscast, my name is Seth, a.k.a. Phantasma Plumes, I'm coming to you pre-recorded from the Observatorium. As always, I thank you for tuning in today. Now, before I get started in here today, this is my first live podcast in a long-ass time, so just to remind everybody of how this all really works out, is sometimes over at twitch.tv slash phantasmaplumes, where I do my Twitch streams, I will announce that, hey, I am doing a live stream of a podcast episode. And as such, I am joined in by my lovely Twitch chat, so you might hear me stop and be like, oh, so-and-so said this. I promise, (laughs) right? I promise I am not talking to myself. I have some people (laughs) here that are talking with me. So seriously, uh, before I even begin all this, I just want to say to everybody that's uh, currently sitting in chat and listening in, and this lovely, I know you guys in podcast land won't be able to see this, but this lovely snack streamer joining me, I genuinely am very appreciative to everybody here. Now that said, another reason why I'm doing this live is because, as I talked about last week in the uh, podcast update episode, we are currently running a couple of charity type situations where right now... I have a UNICEF donation bar on my Twitch account. So basically, I'm running it from the start of September to the end of October. Usually around this time of year, I'll do Trick or Treat for UNICEF, which helps provide uh, really countries in need with medicine, food, water. And I decided to do it something a little bit longer because if for those of you who aren't aware, um, during September, it's known as September for Twitch streamers. And what that means is, like, you get subs at half price, but the full price still goes to the streamer. And so, instead of, like, really focusing on that, even though I do have incentives baked into everything else I'm doing for that, I kind of wanted to say, hey, like, you know, I feel weird starting my charity season, like, of October, November, December with, oh, hey, hey, <laughs> buy me, buy subs, subscribe to me, give me the money. <laughs> no. So... All that to say, um, I am incredibly thankful to Remu, who has graciously given $30 to the charity thus far. In fact, 
because of her donation, I am actually going to be walking 30 extra miles to our charity goal. So, you know, if you want to be a part of that, please come out to twitch.tv slash phantasmaplumes and, you know, consider donating. It goes for a great cause. I don't see any of that money. So, genuinely, if you're interested, give it a go. But anyway... Rainbow has requested that I talk about something that it's a little embarrassing. So I've talked about this before on the podcast and many more times on the stream side of things. But back in the day, back, I'd say around middle school-ish, I started writing. I actually did a lot of creative writing. In fact, I (laughs) wrote the equivalent of seven books. Fully wrote those things out, submitted them into writing contests. Genuinely speaking, I was confident that I was going to be a published author. And the reason why I never went through with those is because the money, because I was under 18 at the time, the money that I would have made would have gone to my parents instead of me. And like, I didn't want to help fuel their alcohol problems any more than what I already was doing. So I was just like, all right. I'm just going to let it ride. But there was also something else about, you know, writing in general, okay? It wasn't just any kind of writing, no. It was fan fiction. <laughs> it, was, it was fan fiction. And I am here to talk about how I believe fan fiction helped save me when I was going through a bunch of trauma. Because genuinely speaking, even though my first real book, quote-unquote, was an Animal Crossing fan fiction, which I know that sounds cringe as hell, but even though my first book was basically an Animal Crossing self-insert, you know, shenanigan, I ended up taking that story and the characters that I developed, and I made, like, basically this series of books that followed the main character, and depending on which ending you chose at the end of the first book, whether or not the main character stayed in the town or left would great would just basically change the entire flow of the story. You know, so if the main character stayed in the town, I had two other books that followed that also these fucking books were called The Crossroads of Destiny. Dude, if that ain't the most <laughs> if that ain't the most embarrassing thing to admit on two recorded things. This is being recorded live on Twitch and in the podcast, but if it isn't the most embarrassing thing to say, um, and the most cringe thing to say, because genuinely, when I went to, you know, go on and do my own thing, that was, like, one of the first things I recommended was, like, change the title, because I actually did run it through editors, but anyway, Crossroads of Destiny is my favorite JRPG, says Raymu. <laughs> but anyway, I wrote it so that way, at the end of the first book, you had that choice, And if the character stayed, there were two more books. It was like Crossroads of Destiny Part 2 and 3. And then if you decided to let the main character leave the town and go back to where they originally came from, uh, you got the follow-up book in which, you know, a few of the characters from the town came along with the boy to, you know, essentially go rebuild his life and figure out what all happened on the outside world kind of thing. Really... I ended up writing, and I know most of you won't know what this is, but 
I ended up writing Gen Sokyo without really knowing what Gen Sokyo was from the Toho series. In the concept of an outside world and all that, I did not know. Anyway, so he would go back to the world that he came from and basically start anew. And that and the follow-up book, Son of Swords, which again, cringe as hell, I was in high school writing that one, um, was about his son. And his son coming into a coming of age of sorts where, you know, understanding, like, basically, when you are the son of, like, this so quote-unquote quote prodigy, and you don't match up because of whatever reason, you know, and you have all these different mysteries surrounding you, it just, the, the way life feels, you know, <laughs> it's so embarrassing thinking about, and genuinely speaking, I feel my cheeks starting to burn a little bit as I'm talking about this. But I wanted to talk about why I was writing these. Because look, back in the day, and I've talked about this before too, back in the day I live or I grew up in a very abusive household. Okay? My parents were alcoholics, they were aggressive, and would often take out some of their rage on me. Now, why then? Why then would I go write a whole whole story about, you know, this kid escaping reality and finding, like, of course, it's Animal Crossing. (laughs) Son of Swords is my favorite anime ending theme. Jesus, Raymu. But anyway, why would I write this story? And genuinely, I didn't really think about it much. I just knew back when I was younger, back in middle school and, like, elementary school, I had a knack for writing. In fact, back in elementary school... I wrote a full-on... So, basically, one of our class's assignments... I'll never forget this because I was kind of... I wouldn't say a special needs child, but I had speech problems. And people thought that that would continue into my literacy. So I had to take basically a literacy slash speech program. Because... And I can tell you why. It was back when I was in kindergarten, I misheard the teacher, and no one ever corrected me. So for, like, the first two years I was in school, I was saying my name, like, Feth. I couldn't do S-E, I couldn't do T-H, so my ma- my name was just Feth. You know, anything that had, like, phone, it was like, phone. You know, I'm trying not to spit all over the place as I'm telling you all this. But, you know, so basically I was had trouble with phonetics. And people thought, oh, well, this is going to carry on here. So I had to do, like, special writing courses. And in those, I was told at one point to write a paragraph. And I ended up writing this whole, like, two-page thing about how Mario and Kirby and Yoshi were all fighting against, like, (laughs) Donkey Kong and Bowser. And, like, I wish I could find it. I think it's probably long gone from when I was a kid, but I was just, S's and R's are tricky sounds to get right when you're young. Oh, for sure. But anyway, I, I was just like, I was so into the worlds that I would create that I, once I got started, I would just write and write and write. And in fact, it was in middle school when a friend of mine, you know, told me that he was writing what was, you know, what would then be a fan fiction 
Like, I didn't know that was a thing. But he's like, yeah, no, I'm taking characters from this, that, and the other, and I'm putting it into my own story. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. I want to do that. So, you know, I ended up writing my own thing, and we shared it back and forth with each other. I remember spending Skype calls. Like, that is definitely aging myself right now. But I remember spending Skype calls or reading our chapters back and forth to each other. And what I ended up finding was I had so much fun escaping into my own imagination that it gave me a little bit of strength to carry through all the bullshit that I was living in. D-Gage says, When I was little, I started to develop difficulty my H sounds, which was actually trouble when I tried to call my teacher by her name. Miss Ash, oh no, oh no, I can only imagine, but, <laughs> Miss Ash, <laughs> oh. oh, lordy lordy D-Gage, I'm sorry to hear that, but anyway, so, I figured out that, like, it was kind of a release for me, and, you know, mind you, growing up, I didn't have a lot of privacy, so, my very first computer was actually a hamneat down from like what was known as the i want to say suit club i don't think that's right i used to know what it was called but there was a club in school for troubled youths quote unquote and because of my you know situation and all and a couple of things i'm not entirely proud about that i've probably talked about before in the past that i really don't want to talk about again um i was placed in this program i god i'm i want to say it's suit club but i don't think that's right Maybe it was like the three, eight, I don't, doesn't really matter. It's basically a club about getting these degenerate youths and, you know, going through um, this program to essentially become proper men. And it was stupid as hell. But they promised if you got through the program and you did all your journal entries, they would give you a laptop. And they gave me like an old Dell Latitude, like one of the gray ones that they'd use at schools, like a recycled one genuinely it was the coolest thing i've ever owned and i was so proud to have it but anyway when i got that laptop in middle school and i started writing and i just i didn't have like it was something i could easily close it was something i could you know do in the middle of the night and have a light and actually like work with and it was so relaxing and it was like a doorway to a whole nother world the second i opened up notepad of all things because my family couldn't afford word back in the day um just to go through and just start crafting this world that genuinely i feel like most people would probably replicate in like modern day roblox or you know minecraft or anything like that really just getting in touch with my imagination and being free to do whatever I wanted to. Sometimes I didn't just write, you know, Son of Swords. Sometimes I wrote poetry. Like, I think if I quickly did a little digging on my computer, which I'm going to do right now, um, I could find some of my old poetry. And I would not be against sharing some of that, you know, if only because it's important to see where you came from in life, I would say. And... It was just healing. It, that, like, that was the thing. I never really anticipated how healing it could be. Here we go. I think I found the folder. Uh, da, 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 da. What is this? Sorry. What is this? Oh, my God. 
Oh no, I'm not reading that. Okay. I. Yeah, no, this is poetry. Oh god, alright, fuck it. We'll do it. Uh, genuinely. I'm just quickly, like, reading over this. This is not professional podcasting at all. But <laughs> we'll get back to that next time. Alright, here. So, this was written back in 2017. At that point... Damn. No, there's no way this was written back... This was modified in 2017. Let me check this. Properties. This was originally written... Oh my god, maybe it was 2017. Oh, uh, let me... Let me... Oh, no. Oh. Oh, no. I'm, rem- like, looking at all this old stuff, and I will say this. Looking back, if you ever did anything like this as a kid, first off, do not, even though it's cringe to look back at, don't feel bad about it. Because genuinely, being able to look back and remember how you felt during those times and how much you've grown, I think that's a strong as hell thing. Because I had a friend that I unfortunately lost way back in 2011, all right? And everybody was commenting on it, and, like, genuinely, I couldn't, I could not, as a kid, put myself out there to say anything about them, because, you know, it wasn't, it didn't feel right. I didn't know them like that. Or rather, I knew him like that, but no one else knew I knew him like that. But, and I didn't want to be, like, loving your cringe. Yes, Rain was entirely right about this. Loving your cringe is a great skill to have. Alright? So, I lost this friend, you know, well back to suicide. And I wrote this poem way back when. So, this is it. Are you sure you have to go? Oh, you're needed somewhere else? Well, this is just something I want you to know. You are my friend, and you are my brother. When in comparison to you, there was no other. We had our laughs, as well as a fight or two. But if there was one thing I would never regret, was the blessing I had to meet you. But I won't break down into tears, because I know this hurts you too. So here's my promise to you. The strength you gave me, the laughter we shared, it will stay with me forever, because I will always care. I know that it may not be anytime soon, but we will meet again someday, because in my mind, the memory of you will forever stay. You would want me to be strong now, so I'll wipe my eyes and smile, and although you're gone, we will not, or we will never be apart, because you will live on in each and everyone's hearts. So remember, my friend, no matter how this story ends, this is only goodbye for now, until we see each other again. Jesus, like I found that there were so many, like there were so many things I could just put into words that nobody else would see. And like even going through this now, all right, here was something that I remember writing. I was badly beaten up. I remember, you know, I was either getting close. 2013, I had graduated, all right? And this was when all this shit really started hitting the fan for me because poor past Seth, that sounded gut-wrenching. Oh, God, well, you're about to get hit hard. Like, this was back 
when I'd finally, like, really come into myself. Not in the way that I really wanted to. And, like, to explain that further, it was when I was finally becoming a quote-unquote adult. You know, I graduated high school, I was trying to figure everything out, and really, there was no way for me to escape the cruel realities, really, of, you know, being in a broken home. And I'm I'm sorry, I know I'm looking over here, the camera's over here, but, um, genuinely speaking, also, sorry to everybody listening to the Twitch side of things, you're hearing the outro from last week play right now, but anyway, I... After getting out of high school and not having that escape of being able to stay after school for, like, hours and hours on the end, just hanging out with the teachers because I didn't want to go home because I knew when I went home, there'd be arguing, there'd be talks of, you know, the house being repossessed, there'd be things needing to be sold, there'd be things, you know, being thrown, there are things being, like, privacy... The fact that my door would be even remotely closed would cause a whole ass fucking to-do. And... Genuinely speaking, I was the shield to both of my parents and the sword at the same time. They would use me constantly to get at each other. And so when I got out of high school and I didn't have that safety net of being able to, you know, go to school and get away from it, I wrote. This one I titled, The Writings of a Broken Soul. Let me read this to you. There was a time I thought I was normal. That was the same, or that I was the same as everyone else. That everyone lived the same life that I did. I enjoyed that thought. It made the pain that I suffered seem so much more bearable. I thought, if everyone else can make it through this, then what's stopping me? That was my strength for a fair while. But the day that it broke, I knew from then, I was flawed. I was useless. I had no purpose besides causing pain. I was alone. I was afraid. I was unwanted. I was, I was, the boy surrounded by an ever-continuing shadow. When I finally found out that my life was not like everyone else's, I fled. I tried to run away, to seal my darkness away from the masses. It didn't matter what type of pain I felt, I just wanted to protect everyone else. But no, slowly did that darkness build within, and now it walks each step with me. I am flawed. I am an error. I am the reason they suffer. I am the reason they cry. I am anguish. I am pain. I walk alone. I walk in silence. I walk. I walk. I walk. Now I'm just as unstable as back then. The only difference? It's a lot stronger now. My body and my spirit both have strengthened. And now here I stand, again alone. Against trustless. Against in, again in silence. Again in tears. I had a chance. I had hoped for change. I had the power to heal. I had the ability to make everything right. I had the strength. I had the smarts. I had the truth. I had the light. I had. I had. I had. What is the or what meaning is this life of agony? I may have I may have my moments in paradise, but the dream always shatters and the cold reality of my world falls back into place. I could kick against the door, slam against the windows, scream until no sound could be made. But who would come to save me? Who would even want to? I will hurt you. I will break you. I will kill you. I will end you. I will steal away your light. I will make you feel a portion of my pain. I will make your nightmares a reality. I will be your nightmares. I will show you my truth. I will. I will. I will.
So run while you still can. Flee from the boy locked away in the cage of his own building. Leave him be. Don't reach out for his cries. Don't try to save him. He's far too gone to be liberated. His life is one of constant pain. His hopes, his dreams, his goals, his trust, his faith, all shattered, forever shattered. He's a broken boy. He's a broken toy. He died trying to save something long gone. Will you do the same? I wish I could have changed. I wish I could have lived in ignorance. I wish I could have found her. I wish I could have saved them. I wish I could have patched them together again. I wish that I could have had the family that everyone has. I wish I could have fled when I had the chance. I wish I was no more. I wish to not cause any more pain. I wish to fade into the night. I wish I could have never existed. I wish. I wish. I wish. Pass us a great visual novel writer. (laughs) I mean, genuinely. That was the stuff that, like, in writing that, getting my feelings out. Because that was the thing. Even though I was going through all this, I didn't have anybody that I could really turn to. You know, going to the school counselors and all didn't help. Because they would look at me and be like, well, we're going to call defects. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And just like, that that's not what I wanted. At the end of the day, all I truly wanted was to maintain whatever semblance of a family I had. And it's weird to say that now, you know, looking at this now 10 years down the line. How Like, the thing is, too, is being able to write down these feelings, being able to express these feelings and looking back at them... I feel both, you know, the dread that I felt as a kid, but also a surgeon's, like, a a strength. You know, knowing that I was able to overcome all that as a kid, that back then that was my entire world. Now here I am, you know, coming back through and saying, hey, you will pull through. I wish I could have told my past self that. You know, I wish I could have been there to pat him on the back and be like, you will be stronger from this. And it's weird to me to think, at first, like, how embarrassed I was about sharing this. But at the same time, like, all this stuff doesn't make me feel bad for what I wrote and what I put down. Like, here, I'm quickly glancing over one more thing that I want to read you. And then I want to kind of go back to, you know, the typical Bloomscast format... And follow up with why I think writing that stuff back then helped make me stronger now. Hard to imagine the world outside prison when you're in one. True! No, Raymu, that's entirely true. But it's like... Let's see. Uh, Okay. So, even though... like, I want to point this one out. This was from two years earlier, back in 2011. When I was starting to like, find all this shit out, get, when I was really starting to get into the bad shit of my life, I wrote this, Reflections from the Mind of a Stargazing Teenage Boy. You know, I've come to realize something on my carefree nightly strolls across the miniature green plains that I've come to enjoy, and that's to simply enjoy things. Perhaps to the ones who know me best, this may be too simplistic for my taste, but I guess when no one comes around to think about it, The thought must rush to your mind that something is beautiful. And no, I'm not talking about the girl jogging along the side as you carelessly stroll among the worn dirt paths. But I'm talking about those little things that just make you smile. I've come to realize that some things in life... 
or some of the things that life gives us, the best things in the world, are often ignored and left to fade into the night. Maybe it's just me, but I've always enjoyed the sight of the full moon, the soft blue light that casts across the landscapes, the stars shining brightly above. It's all so captivating to me. It's where I can find peace in the world. I write this not to go on and on about why I love the moonlight, but as a reminder, life comes and goes very quickly. The same could be said about the people we meet at times as well. The events that occur in our lives challenge the way we think about things, making us feel and act in ways that we that only we understand. Because when we try to explain things to someone, the words just don't string as well together as they should. We experience different things, such as why each and every one of us is unique. We have our own emotions, our own thoughts, and our own passions. There's nothing wrong with that. We all cope with stress and pain in different ways. Some will fight the good fight, some will take flight. But that but everything is based on what life has given us and what life has taken from us. Is it wrong to feel bad or feel sad about a sad event? No, I don't believe so. Is it wrong to feel conflicted when nothing you do seems to be the right thing? No. Every emotion we feel is based on our own experiences, and thus the saying, you don't know someone until you walk a mile in their shoes, comes into play. We can't make people perfect. Life wouldn't be fun if we could. And at that same point, we can't define perfect either, because what is perfect to me may be wrong to you. Life can come and go so quickly at times. That's why we have to enjoy those little things and be ourselves as much as we can. We have to be able to stand up for what we believe in and have faith in ourselves that things will turn out for the best. We have to stand strong in the face of danger, even if it is a sacrifice for another. Others will say the opposite, and such is their opinion. But I guess I wouldn't know what they would do if they were caught in that situation. Now would they? But that's why I'm me and why you're you. We're different, and that's what makes us, well, who we are. And where do I learn to come to understand all of this? From a simple stroll under the stars and amidst the cool breeze of the night. Jesus. <laughs> like, all that to say, I can find, and it's weird, like, almost a year later. Let me look at this real fast. Blah blah blah. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna read that one. I don't think I'm gonna read that one. <laughs> that one, that one looked a little too dark already. But past that's a great dang Chinese Taoist poet. God. Oh Lord Raymu. But no, all that to say, being able to write down those thoughts, being able to, you know, go back in time. Whether that be through photos or art that you create or anything else, I think it allows us to, you know, really be proud of where we came from. Because in that moment, I was transported back to what I felt back in 11th grade when I wrote that. Or back in 12th grade, or back when I was graduated out of high school. Stuff of which I haven't thought about in years that instantly brought me back over. Now, granted, you know... Being able to express yourself in these kinds of ways, whether it's, you know, in writing or in art or in photography or whatever else that makes your heart smile or at least gives you the sanctity of privacy. It's not always, you know, super easy to figure out, like, which one works best for you and whether or not it's the right thing for you. 
But I will always make the argument at this point that because I was able to write down everything that I was feeling, I was able to process things so much better. And I would say even more maturely than when I would have otherwise or what I would have otherwise, you know, I, cause again, I didn't have the luxury of having people to talk to. I didn't have the luxury of being able to escape to something after I graduated from high school, for example, or during the summer or anything else. So it was just getting basically beaten time and time after, you know, everything else to have something that was purely my own, something that I could write and just get every emotion out. You know, I bet if I pulled up some of my old books that I've written, I would find what days I was feeling good. Like maybe I had a good day and nothing bad happened, you know, bad being relative, I'm sure, but I would be able to tell which chapters good things had happened that day and what day you know, bad things that happened. Did I write a fight scene? Probably got into a fight <laughs> at some point, and I'm like, ah, I can coordinate this into a <laughs> into a paragraph. You know, it's wild how our brains work. But at the same time, you know, I hope that if you have ever done anything like this, if you have ever expressed yourself in a way that genuinely you don't know whether or not you'll ever see it again, I hope you are proud of yourself that you gave yourself the opportunity to get some of those deep, like deep hidden feelings out. I, in my heart of hearts right now, feel nothing but pain for the past that I've come from. You know, I can feel the despair that I've overcome welling up inside me. Even though it was something that I have already, you know, long since overcame, I can still feel it. I feel the memories. I feel the scars of a trauma-filled life resurging within me. But at the same time, it doesn't hurt at the same level. I can understand what I felt and what I, you know, what was going through my mind when I wrote those little bits here and there. And genuinely, I cannot say I'm more, or I can't say I'm not proud of that little me who survived. You know, I am not, you know, by any means a trauma written author or anything like that. You know, I'm not somebody that went out and just took the world by literary storm with all this stuff I was writing down. And maybe, you know, that was a goal back in the day to be a writer, be an author, and you know, get my books out there and then go one step further and write a memoir. Like genuinely to this day, as I do the podcast and as I, you know, continue to grow phantasma plumes and everything else, I do want to have a book at one point, you know, and reading this stuff, going back into the things that I've went into, I remember that passion, that, you know, goal that seemed to carry me through the worst things about my life. And again, I want to reiterate, if you, if any of you listening to this have done anything similar, don't look at that and be hateful towards that past self. Realize that you did that because you needed an escape. You gave yourself a break. You loved yourself enough to express your feelings in a way that felt personable to you. Be proud of that. Be extremely proud that you had the knowledge 
and emotional confidence and maturity to use your pain, your hurt, your suffering to become something positive, to become a goal that you could drive towards. Maybe you want to be a professional photographer because of what photos you took and it gave you an escape. There's nothing wrong with that. That said, like, I I remember feeling like I wanted to be a professional author. And I wanted to write self-help books and go on a step further and be like, Hey, this is the story of how I survived two abusive fam- or two abusive parents having to fight people for money, getting into street races for money, doing, you know, accidentally, you know, being a part of things that I shouldn't be a part of that genuinely I would not have no- I wouldn't have done it if I knew it kind of thing. I.e., I had idiot friends who carried things with them with the intent of selling them just to be up front. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say what those things were, but they were green and leaves. Not exactly mint, if you get what I'm saying. Anyway, hint, hint, nudge, nudge. That was years ago, and even still I feel disgusted to a bit to know that I facilitated that. But anyway... All that to say, I, you know, if you guys have any questions out in Twitch chat world and you want, you know, to ask about anything that I've talked about, feel free. But genuinely speaking, I remember wanting to be a writer, right? I wanted to, you know, create worlds that would allow people to escape whatever trauma they were going through because I know for a lot of people reading is that escape reading is not just a vehicle of which to gain knowledge reading is a way to you know experience things that they would never get to feel or see or do and I wanted to be yet another writer that allows people to do that Google's statue of limitations for possession of the devil's lettuce. God damn it, Mars. It's easily over 10 years, hopefully. <laughs> but anyway. Um, all that to say, like, I think if I went back in time and I talked to the past me and I said, hey, you not only overcame this, but you went to become a podcaster with... 55 episodes, 5-5, five, five, of different life advice and tools and things that you grew to learn, I think that little me would be pretty fucking proud. Now, granted, is podcasting my modern way of escaping in, like, escaping society and, you know, or escaping life's problems and trying to manifest things and all that fun stuff? No, I wouldn't say so. I would say because... I learned by doing this stuff, by writing, by escaping, by understanding my emotions and the way I felt, I became stronger and more knowledgeable to then come to y'all 10 years down the road, you know, nine, eight, seven years down the road and be like, Hey, be proud. Don't, don't ever sit there and just hate yourself because you wrote something that you thought was cringe. And like, genuinely, I hope Anybody who did anything as a kid to get past whatever life was blocking you with, 
I hope you go and try and find it and see if you feel those feelings that you felt way back when you, when you created it and be proud of those feelings. Be proud of the memories of the fears that scared you and realize that you have overcome something traumatic, something absolutely crazy that used to be your entire world. Granted, some of us don't have the luxury of being out of those situations quite yet. I understand that. But allow yourself the peace of mind and the self-love to come through and say, Hey, you have grown. You, have climbed. you haven't climbed over the whole mountain yet, sure. But you are much higher than you were back then. You know, so even though I am embarrassed as hell to say I wrote Animal Crossing fan fiction as my first real foray into writing... It was the start to then go out and write everything else. And genuinely, I can thank Tom Nook for that one. I will hold my head high. It's embarrassing, sure, but I can hold my head high knowing that I gave myself, my younger self, the peace and love that they deserved. And I hope you guys can do that for yourselves, too. Now, that said, okay... That said, when you are writing, like, I want to do one little bit onto here, like, in the last couple of minutes of podcast here, because I do have to start rounding things off. I want you to know something about writing when you're kind of escaping trauma. Let's see here. Uh, Raymu says, Dante's Divine Comedy is just a Bible and Greek mythology fanfic, complete with a self-insert and a love interest from real life. There you go. (laughs) But I really want to just take a step further and, you know, give you a little bit of tools, because maybe you are going through some hard stuff right now. Or maybe you will in the near future. I hope that doesn't happen to you, dear listener, dear viewer. But I want to give you... Just a little bit of advice as somebody that did this for years. When you write something down, okay, when you write something in the hopes of escaping or in the hopes of expressing emotions that you cannot usually say or do or anything like that, do not be ashamed of what comes out of you. Do not ever fault yourself. For what you end up typing. Because, you know, it's just like running. Okay? When you run, and you first start running, you suck at it. You know, you're not fast. You constantly overthink, am I doing the right things? Am I, you know, holding my position in the right way? Am I using the right tools to, you know, get this all... To get my speed up. You know, all that fun stuff. But eventually, when you are running, you will get that runner's high. And you will go, and you will go, and you will go. And at one point, you're going to stop, and you're going to kind of blink a couple of times, because you're going to be, you know, out of breath, and you're going to look around, and you're going to be like, oh shit, I just ran five miles, and I didn't, I don't know where I is. (laughs) (laughs) The same thing is true about writing, or anything creative. You can get in the zone with these things. And when you are in the zone, and you're just... Fully expressing your heart and your soul in whatever way that you need to. Sometimes when you look back at what you've created, it might scare you. It might surprise you. It might, you know, bewilder you. That's okay. 
you got emotions that you have not allowed yourself to ground yourself enough to put out there, out. And maybe seeing that kind of stuff, seeing how far you can run, you know, maybe the path that you took while you're running should give you a little more insight into how you're really feeling. Maybe when you draw and you all of a sudden use a bunch of dark colors, you aren't feeling necessarily bright and cheerful, which is completely fine. Sometimes, especially as adults, we will go through and lock emotions away. Maybe it's because, you know, we don't want the world to see how we're truly feeling. Maybe we feel though as though we're weak if we show emotions. Like, I will say this as a male, I know a lot of guys out there who never cry. Who really probably should cry a little bit. Maybe when they start getting that creative side out and they can talk to their inner self and get those emotions out from whatever they're feeling, they will see the tears. They will feel the tears dripping from their eyes. But maybe they just see it in the canvas. <laughs> Meher says, have a kid. It'll turn you into a crybaby. I, I don't think that's good <laughs> mental health advice. But at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, maybe. But... All that to say, also give me one seco. I'm just going to snooze that ad break because it wants to come through and I'm not going to let it. But anyway, all that to say, when you see these emotions, when you get them out on paper, be proud of it. Don't turn your head away from it. Acknowledge it. Understand it. You don't have to know everything about it. Like It's like looking at an ink blot. You know, whatever is your first reaction understand it but you know maybe you don't fully comprehend it that's okay it gives you pieces to gradually heal from again be proud of that allow yourself to ground yourself in whatever medium that you want to express yourself in if that is what you want to do and do not shy away from what comes from that because that, my friends, is the first step to healing. Acknowledging it, that, or acknowledging every emotion that you feel. Because otherwise you bottle it up and it's incredibly unhealthy. Be true to yourself. Be vulnerable with yourself. If you, for me, I had a whole different laptop that I, you know, was able to save the stuff on, that I have carried on since, you know, the memory or the data since that laptop way back when, I've carried it all these years to my current desktop, you know, but if you have your own laptop, if you need a device, like seriously, go get yourself a device that's just yours to, you know, write this stuff down with. There's so many different ways you can go about doing this. Things that you can, you know, lock to just your own eyes. That you should be able to give yourself the serenity of knowing that whatever you're putting is just for you. Unless you want to share it with the world. It's like a diary. You know, there's paper diaries. There's online diaries. There's, I wish I could say long walks is still a thing. Apparently it might be. I don't know. <laughs> but... You know, and there's other mediums too. 
Also, Meher says, doesn't necessarily need to be a device either. A notebook and a pen is a good hiding spot, and a good hiding spot are great places to start now. That is entirely true. I was about to get to that. But, you know, we live in a digital era. And sometimes the best thing is something that you can encrypt and hide away that only you know the password to. Like, genuinely speaking, you can encrypt a hard drive, make sure you only know the password, and when you're done, pull it out. Eject the hard drive, or eject the USB with your writing on it, and no one will be able to know what you're doing. And that's something you can do straight from Windows. Granted, like Meher said, you don't need to go out and buy a USB stick. Just having a sheet of paper and being honest with yourself, that's a fantastic start. Allow yourself that serenity to be vulnerable, and you will be surprised what comes out. Be proud of that. Because I'm proud of you. And I think everybody else here in chat would be proud of you too. And that's why, my friends, I am not ashamed that I wrote about Tom Nook. (laughs) Sorry, that absolutely became more of a heavier episode than what I was anticipating, especially when the topic came up. And I do want to give this opportunity to Twitch chat. If you guys have anything else you'd like to add or ask a question, we do have a couple of minutes leeway here uh, that I can either keep going for a little bit longer or we just let it all go to rest. Uh, That is entirely up to y'all. But genuinely speaking, I know we covered a lot of different heavy topics today. And I can... I'm very thankful for everyone that has made it to this far in the podcast or on the Twitch stream or the VOD, whatever the hell you may be experiencing this with. And I hope that you, like, this episode has given you some, you know, some starting points and some, you know, relatable experiences. Like, dude, I will fully say this. I'm a 28-year-old guy. I'm, you know, pretty strong these days. But I used to be, you know, just a fat kid. Still a fat kid, but, you know, <laughs> not as fat. But I used to be a unconfident, or inconfident, I don't know what the proper term would be on for that. But I wasn't a confident guy back in the day. I really wasn't. Um, Raymu asked, well, hang on, let me finish this real fast. I wasn't confident back in the day. And the fact that I'm able to share this stuff... And be proud of it and just love myself more for it. Dude, it's not being prideful or boastful or anything like that. It's remembering where I came from. And realizing how much stronger I've become. And that in itself is a form of self-heal. Or self-help. Mental health. Self-healing. That's the word. Anyway, Raymo asks, so writing is a form of mindfulness. I would say so. I would fully agree to that. Because when you allow yourself to express your emotions in any way, shape, or format, not necessarily writing, you know, not necessarily all writing, not necessarily all creative things that you do, but when you allow yourself that time and that peace to get those emotions out of you, whether you are doing it, you know, fully intentional or not, That is absolutely a form of mindfulness. Realizing that you yourself have these emotions welling up inside you that you need to get out on the paper or, you know, maybe you just start pick up writing because you think it'd be fun and all of a sudden out comes this beautiful masterpiece that you had locked up inside you. 
I would absolutely argue that's mindfulness. Being aware of yourself and your abilities and not limiting yourself because of the circumstances that surround you. That's absolutely being mindful. Who? <laughs> I sound so <laughs> like I have to sometimes I really have to remind myself that at the end of the day I'm just a system admin with a good heart. <laughs> you know. I I would love to one day, like genuinely speaking, going back to, you know, writing a book. I've been toying with the idea a little bit now, but just because now wouldn't be a terrible time. I wanted to give myself a couple more years and then come back around, especially if I kept doing the podcast, especially the podcast. If I kept doing content creation in general, that'd be cool. But the podcast, especially, I would love to be like, what, like write a book called reflecting on my past or, you know, um, looking at myself in the mirror through a microphone, you know, and talking about how doing the podcast made me realize a lot of the things that I've grown from and I've hurt from and empowering everybody else while also empowering myself and being proud of everybody out there, everyone who's listened, everyone who's been a part of this and all the growth that you've gone through and written in about and told me about like all of that. And then coming back to me, too, and being like, oh, wow. You know, way back when I started the podcast, I was not confident. You know, I wasn't sure I would be able to do it, you know, weekly or anything like that. And and even now, I still can't do it weekly all the time. But all that to say, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what I wanted to say or You know, originally it was just going to be me talking about things going on at work just so that way you guys can continue the conversation. And somehow, some way, it has gradually shifted into an advice corner and even further into self-help and mental health and wellness in general. And I'm proud of that. I'm incredibly proud of that. This in itself, you know, doing the podcast is like my writing back in the day where I could get you know, the things that I'm feeling and the things that I've learned out in some way. But this time, I'm not afraid of sharing it. I'm not afraid of admitting I've made mistakes. I'm not afraid of, you know, saying that I fucked up back in the day. And I can say with a lot of pride in my voice, I've gotten so much stronger and I'm so much better looking now. <laughs> Oh, lordy, 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 lordy. Alright, I think that's probably a probably good place to end it. But genuinely, again, I cannot thank everybody out in Twitch chat enough for being here. And hey, on the podcast side of things, if you want to be a part of this too, I tend to announce in the Discord. Um, but if you see me streaming on a Thursday, I usually title it like live or Plumescast episode, whatever. If you come to Twitch and you see me streaming and that's in the title, dude, come out and hang out. Let's have a live conversation. Let's talk. Let's have fun. And just make something that we'll be proud of. Because I'm, I'm proud, as hell, or proud as hell of this episode. It's, I thought I'd be embarrassed, but I was able to share something very deep and personal with y'all. And I hope you can take this episode and everything that I've talked about and use it to apply it to yourself and be kinder to yourself because of it. And hey, if you like it, share it with people. You never know what kind of impact you'd have. 
But anyway, remember, you can find me in the night skies across different platforms. You've got Phantasmal Plumes on Twitch, Twitter, Tumblr, and YouTube. You can listen to Plumescast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube in the form of pods. And you can email the show directly by sending it to plumescast at gmail.com. Also, Ramu says, turns out past Seth was an amazing writer in multiple cultural traditions. I guess. <laughs> um, shit, where was that? And you can email the show directly by sending it to plumescast at gmail.com. The email again is plumescast, P-L-U-M-E-S-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Or if the podcast is enough plumes for you, find more topics such as technology and book reviews over at phantasmagoriaofplumes.blogspot.com. That URL again, phantasmagoriaofplumes.blogspot.com. Also, real quick, to add on top of that, I will probably be migrating all that over to Tumblr and writing more blog posts over there in a couple of weeks. Just giving you all the heads up now. But anyway, thank you all so much for listening in. And as always, I'll talk to you again from the stars very soon. Until next time, everybody. Bye-bye. Also, (laughs) D-Gage says, thank you, Snake, for joining the podcast. Glad to have you here. Goodbye. (laughs) 